0: Buckle Talk episode five we are here we are back and we are on the road to Wrestlemania Backlash in six nights time we are going to get some backlash from you know what happened at Wrestlemania last month and I'm very excited for uh, another overnight shift uh, that will no doubt finish at three or four o'clock in the morning UK time. Um, but no, should be a good pay per view. But before we discuss all that, of course, we'll do our introductions as normal. I'm Ollie Browning, as always, joined by Alex Bat. How are you doing, buddy?
1: Yeah, very well, thank you, Ollie. Very well, thanks, mate. I'm wrapping Peter United colours because obviously we haven't discussed WWE since our mighty promotion, so I thought I would uh, don the blue of Peter United. And as you can see, I'm joined by by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I said he'd be on the
0: podcast, and he's finally here he's arrived he much, and he looks awesome in the background is he in that that's the prime spot isn't it for your he is line?
1: yeah it's the prime spot. obviously when i was creating the wall i didn't really think about what i will look like on meetings but then when i did when i started like building above it i was like right well i need someone big there because that's what's going to be the main spot and then obviously i thought well we do this so it'd be good to get the rock there and then on the other side i got usain bolt so they're the two prime slots
0: I mean, those are two good choices. And, you know, for a WWE podcast, The Rock joining us every two weeks. I mean, what more can you ask for? Can we put that <laughs> in the title? Do you agree Absolutely. we yeah. yeah. I call it like clickbaiting, but it's not exactly clickbaiting. It's more kind of like podcast baiting. And, you know. It's if we, the truth, maybe. <laughs> <If laughs> he's technically here. Yeah, <laughs> technically. I mean, if we tweet him every week saying that he's on our podcast, he might <laughs> be, podcast and be like, I wasn't on that podcast. But maybe I want to be on that podcast.
1: Maybe we should be on that podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Reverse psychology.
0: (laughs) Please, Wayne, come and join us. (laughs) It'll be the best hour of your life, probably. Probably not, but... (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, talk about The Rock. And uh, I guess we kind of lead into a bit of um, Smackdown kind of throwback that we can talk about, actually. Ah, Oh, yeah, good link. Just off the top of my head, that that rolled in quite nicely. Um, Because obviously, you know... ahead of Backlash we will have to discuss uh, what's happened on the last two weeks on Raw and on Smackdown and there's I mean so much has happened on Smackdown not just the, the kind of throwback episode that was last week which I thought was really cool I loved that so much I love like the novel theme and, and you Agreed. know when, when NXT does their in your house shows and stuff I think that's just a really fun kind of novel thing to do uh, so we'll discuss that of course as well and we've got Backlash previews to do uh, we'll be predicting the card and I'm gonna try and win that uh, predictions belt here it is here it is here it is that's the belt I want I We've want got that. you hold on the line I'll put it on the line my first defense <laughs> you' want it at WrestleMania probably gonna keep it you know it wouldn't be much more <laughs> that, if you To didn't. be
1: fair looking at the card I'm
0: I'm scratching my head already I it is, yeah no it's realized. an interesting card isn't it um, which will of course have to break down in a little mm-hmm. bit. But I guess to start, given that we haven't, you know, spoken for kind of two weeks about, about you know, the WWE is to go through Raw and SmackDown um, mm-hmm. the last two weeks. And, you know, I've built up a little kind of planning sheet and, and you know, I've got a few food bullet points. But I might start with one that, that you mentioned <laughs> over, over chat, which was Eva Marie's return. And it's something that I'm going to assume you want to discuss because you brought it up.
1: Well, yeah, it's the evolution, isn't it? Like the image I sent you earlier is just fantastic. But I mean, it's it's got everyone talking, hasn't it? You know, I mean, I know we've spoken off camera, and you're not the most clued up on Eve Marie and what she was like when she was originally around. Um, Or look, like, listen, she's not the best wrestler. She's never going to be the best wrestler. She'll admit that herself. She's not the best on the microphone. She'll admit that as well. But she gets natural heat. Um, and sometimes that can be a good thing you know in WWE if you're just genuinely hated you know you look at The Miz from his beginning you know I don't know if you watched his WWE 24 uh, but it, it, phenomenal watch if people haven't watched it but you know he was hated um, at the start by his peers by the fans and I mean now look at him yeah he's still he's the heel but he's not he's he's loved and respected by the universe and by, the, by his peers with Eva Marie she has that heat you know and I mean, I mean, I am fascinated. I'm bored into it. It just feels a bit emmalina to me so far, you know, which which I'm fine with, you know. And I think again, it's something we've spoken about off chat, off the camera. Sorry, WWE can still be like sexy, you know. There's there's this big sort of black mark against the divas yeah. um, generation back then, even into the Attitude Era. Obviously, they're never going to do Attitude Era stuff, you know. We're not talking that sort of stuff, but there's been so much about women wrestling and how good they are now, which is fantastic and great. And that's why they should be there because their wrestling is good, but they can still be sexy at the same time. And I think even Marie is probably going to be used as that, you know, if you look at the vignettes they've been doing, you know, she's in tight dresses, lying over this car, you know, and it's got people talking and you can still do that sort of stuff whilst also doing the wrestling stuff. So I'm not sure where she'll fit in like in this era I'm really not like I said to you a couple of weeks ago when she debuted she was definition of diva you know she she looked the part and they did a few like sort of sexy teases as part of the show and stuff like that so yeah I don't really know what she'll do but I am excited by it I have to admit um whether she'll be a manager I don't know or we we'll see but it's it's interesting and but I feel like it's very emelina sort of style, and I'm not really sure where that fits in these days. Even though there is a place for it, I believe it's just I don't know where that place is.
0: Yeah, I mean it's an interesting opinion, isn't it? And and like you say, I think that the best way to describe the the kind of comeback of Eve Marie is interesting because mm-hmm. you've got you know the women's division coming so far since you know she you know even after she left, I think it was 2017 or so that she left. And, and even in those kind of four years that you know the the woman's evolution has come so so far. And it'll be interesting to see how she can hang with these incredible athletes that now populate the you know the woman's roster. Yeah. well like you say whether she's just going to be like a mouthpiece or a, a manager for someone else it, it could work that way I, i'm pretty like you said i'm not too clued up on on how what Eva Marie used to be like in the wwe but i you know from what i've read on you know on social media in response to that is that she was never a brilliant wrestler but like you say she just got natural heat and yeah. you know that that's something that's interesting when you you know there are a lot of rumors at the moment going around about kind of becky lynch returning soon and she's you know the absolute opposite of that you know the most loved you know female superstar on the roster the best arguably wrestler on the roster men's or women's whatever doesn't matter she is that good and and you know if, if those two kind of you know come back at the same time I'm not saying they will but if they did it you know just interesting juxtaposition there and and kind of seeing where these two now fit on the roster because I was actually doing a piece on Becky Lynch earlier and and I was like, even in the 12 months that she has been absent from WWE, things have changed an awful lot. You know, there are two champions, you know, on Raw and SmackDown that were on NXT 12 months ago at the, you know, top of the roster. And and it'd be incredible to see how she kind of fits in to, you know, the new roster and whether she goes, I'm talking about Becky Lynch still, whether Becky goes straight in back for whatever title, whatever brand she goes back on, whether she goes back onto Raw or, or changes to SmackDown, I think there's a place of her on both of those rosters. And it'll be really interesting to see kind of how, you know, the women's division over the next few months shapes up with, with you know, not just Becky Lynch, but with with Eva Marie as well. Um, because- yeah, like you
1: say, there's, there's, there's been so much of that landscape shift in that division. You know, there's so many talented people now. I mean, I, 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 just as you were talking there, I was thinking, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Eva Marie with, like, an Angel Garza or something like that. You know, they they sort of could, could have some good chemistry there. I, I just don't see her coming back as a wrestler, uh, like, like a full-time, you know, legit wrestler wrestling every week. I just don't know. So it'll be interesting. I hope it's not a case of what it was with Emelina, where it was weeks of, you know, vignettes, and then she never really came. Um <laughs> So yeah, we'll we'll have to see, but it's got people talking and, you know, and I think the the main takeaway from it is she does get natural heat and, you know, what they say in the business, any reaction is a good reaction as long as it is a reaction. So WWE will roll with it, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, it would be very, very interesting to see what happens next. And kind of staying on the theme of, of women in, in WWE, uh, at the moment on Raw, you know, they've kind of taken center stage heading into kind of WrestleMania backlash. We had a very interesting kind of opening match on Raw this past week, which had I think it was a 6 women tag match that Alexa Bliss was kind of swinging with 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 her doll Lucy, uh, Lily? Lily, Lily. Lily, Lily. Just Go on, don't get the
1: name wrong, she'll come for you.
0: Yeah, she'll come for you. absolutely not, please don't. <laughs> yeah, and, and it kind of ended this match with uh, Shayna Baszler, her leg just buckled,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: which was interesting. It's something, again, we haven't seen probably before. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like, you know, that kind of, I'm going to say novel kind of ending to that match as well and and it seems that we're now building because I mean we discussed two weeks ago what what was going to happen with this Lily storyline whether someone like Nikki Cross was going to come back eventually and be you know the incarnation of that doll but it, it seems now like Alexa's kind of moved away from the fiend and is going after other women on on the roster which is actually probably a very good way to kind of pull her back into singles action I think
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy to forget because for, what she's done recently, that like, she's actually a very good wrestler, you know, and she's had very good title reigns and she can hang by herself. You know, she doesn't need these sort of gimmicks to make herself relevant. You know, she's really good in the ring. She can cut a really good promo, which she is showing now, by the way, in her, in her new gimmick. But I think it's good for her to to sort of yeah, move away from Bray and now sort of focus on the women division. Cause like, again, we said earlier, there's so much talent she can work with. Um, you know, it's very sort of cryptic who she was talking about. You know, she's got her eye on someone. You don't really know who that is. I've seen a few tweets suggesting it's Sonia Deville because she was the one wearing red and she mentioned something about red last week or something like that. I can't, I can't remember the full tweet, but yeah, I mean, it's very exciting. You know, I, I Again, and I reiterate what I said on the podcast last episode. She doesn't need a belt, So she doesn't need to be going for, you know, Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belay. You know, she doesn't need to be going that high. You can leave them for the others. She can perfectly capable of going mid-card for the women's and still be important and still be relevant because of the gimmick. So it'd be interesting to see what she does. I I couldn't even predict what she's going to do next. And I think that's what's so great about it, you know. And I'm glad that they have taken it away from the playground even though she was still on the swing and stuff but she was on the you know she was on the entrance ramp and she was interacting with other superstars you know I think it keeps it fresh and it keeps people interested which I am now where like I said last time if it kept being the same you kind of worry about whether people just go oh here we go again but so far so good and you know I love Alexa Bliss so the the more she's on the screen the better for me
0: yeah, I mean, that was a big point we made last week, wasn't it? About keeping it fresh and different, and this is certainly it. And, and again, I think we probably tried to predict last week uh, whether Lily's identity was going to be you know, announced in the next couple of weeks, but it seems like maybe not. Um, yeah. And it seems like, I don't know, when the next big opportunity to kind of do something with Alexa Bliss would be, because obviously, as it stands, she's not on the card at, at Backlash. Bray Wyatt is not on the card at Backlash either. In fact, he's kind of disappeared as well um so you know it's all about this is going to be maybe another big build and and hopefully another big payoff uh one day in the future and and it's interesting that 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 bray has disappeared because you know again like they had so much momentum you'd think after wrestlemania that it's 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 interesting that that they're they're off screen at the moment But I'm not I'm not a WWE producer. I'm not a WWE writer. So I'm sure they have solid plans for them mapped out for the future and and we'll see what happens. And on that note, actually, of the future, there was an interesting report kind of floating around after Raw this week that a certain Velveteen Dream was backstage at the Thunderdome this week um obviously we can't confirm whether those reports are true we we don't know um but you know strong reports from you know respected journalists suggest that he was backstage and that a call-up to the main roster could happen fairly soon and that is probably going to be quite interesting as well did you know have you you see much of velveteen dream obviously he's, he's been off tv in nxt for the last five months his last match was in december last year and he, he actually lost his last four matches in NXT yeah. which which suggests that someone has gone a bit cold on him uh, and, and whether like keep they were keeping off TV for a reason again speculation we, we, we don't know and we won't comment on that sort of thing but yeah. the fact he's backstage on Raw as a wrestling fan purely is probably quite exciting with the possibility of seeing him step up in the next few months.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely I think you know, obviously, like you said, we we won't touch on certain things, but I think at the beginning of his NXT career, he was massively over and he was he was this massive star. I saw people touting him to, you know, to have a match with John Cena at WrestleMania for passing of the torch and all this sort of stuff, you know. And what we do know is he absolutely loves WWE. You know, you go back from when he was on Tough Enough, um, which I completely didn't know was the same guy. It absolutely blew my mind because I watched that series. And I really liked really liked it, Patrick, his name is, I can't remember the surname, but I really liked him and I thought, you know, this guy gets it, he gets WWE, he loves, he loves the product, which a lot of people on Tough Enough sometimes don't, you know, they're just there because they want the money or they want the fame and stuff, but you could tell he, he understood the company and I thought he would go on to massive things and then when it finally clicked uh, that LVD Dream is Patrick, I was like, wow, that's mental, um, But yeah, he he was brilliant. You know, his his promos were really good. His character was great. It was different. And I still believe, you know, as long as WWE believe in him and want to back him and support him, I think there's a massive massive place for someone like him on the main roster. Uh, It's very exciting if he is there, you know, in in this day and age, obviously with the pandemic and stuff, why is he going to be backstage if they don't really have an idea for him? Um, I find that very odd. Uh, But... Yeah, I know you know you just don't know. Will they be my phone's gone off? Will they be there? Um will he be there for you know WrestleMania Backlash maybe? Will um, you know will he interfere in more of the matches to set something up? Will
0: he be part of something? Just don't know. I do love a uh a good interference from someone NXT and you know, looking at the card at WrestleMania Backlash, Damien Priest, who has recently been called up. And The Miz are on the card at WrestleMania uh, at Backlash. So, you know, potential NXT versus former NXT star. Something to happen there. Who knows? Obviously, all purely speculation. Um, But, you know, talking of of all these NXT call-ups, because there have been so many in the last kind of 12 months, and they've all done incredible things. You know, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest, and Riddle. All all four of them came up from NXT in the last 12 months, and and three of the four of them have have held gold already on the main roster. And and one of them had an incredible match with Bad Bunny at at WrestleMania 37. So I I think the way things are going at the moment with these NXT, these recent NXT call ups, um, I know Randy Orton recently called them like the recent class of NXT, like they've all been incredible. Yeah. So if Velveteen Dream is backstage at the Thunderdome, like you say, why would he be there in a pandemic if he's not potentially going to be used there? Then I think this is very, very exciting for Raw and a kind of maybe a shot in the arm that, that Raw could do with at the moment because I think you know, we've said this uh, on a number of occasions that right now SmackDown is, is the premier WWE product and, and that's something that we need to spend a bit of time discussing because so much has happened on SmackDown in the last uh, two weeks since we've done the last podcast. And, you know, the throwback episode of of last Friday was one of them. But, of course, before that, we had Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan in a Universal Championship match that ended with Daniel Bryan literally leaving WWE. Um, So, first of all, his, his final match with Roman Reigns was absolutely brilliant. It was, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes of incredible proper wrestling wasn't it and and it was a brilliant way for Daniel Bryan to kind of bow out if he is going to bow out of the WWE and you know there are plenty of reports again we're talking a lot about reports today that you know WWE are confident that he'll resign which is fantastic um and they aren't banning you know on-screen talent from using his name after he you know since he's departed which is Different to what they normally do. When you look at someone like CM Punk, who left all those years ago and has has never been mentioned since. Obviously, left he, very different circumstances, but the yeah, fact, even, you know, when, um,
1: even when even Roman Reigns was off TV, he wasn't allowed to be mentioned, was he?
0: Exactly. This is it. Yeah, I remember that was sort of last year, wasn't it? And I think yeah. we covered that, didn't we? And it did did very well. I seem to remember a lot of interest, which is true because it's you know it's 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 the kind of thing that that WWE do. Do, do a lot of and and you know the fact that Paul Heyman can come out and do a 10 bell salute to Daniel Bryan at the start of Smackdown Brilliant. suggests that he is not gone for good w- what do you think about the whole situation where do you see Daniel Bryan ending up next
1: it's a tricky one isn't it because you know he can delete he can still deliver which he's shown you know that Wrestlemania and a couple of weeks ago on Smackdown he can still have top, top-class matches. The question is, is his head in it? Is his heart in it? Which, again, we spoke about, I think it was after WrestleMania, we said, you know, he's proven that he can do it. Does he want to be doing it? He's made it very clear, the young family, he wants to spend time with his children, very clear with the injury history, one slight issue could, cause, could snowball into a massive issue. Is now the right time for him to say, you know what? I've done what I wanted to do. I've left on my terms, I've left with two absolute class matches with a man like Roman Reigns, it makes sense for him to now say, "Okay, I'm done. It really does. And I I don't think you can begrudge him that. Like we said again a couple of weeks ago, he deserves to walk out on his own terms. And I think now would be a brilliant time to do that. I'd like him to have another goodbye moment in terms of like a microphone and say, you know, I'm calling it, because I think that would go down really well, whether that... Whether we could do that when there's fans back, or even in the Thunderdome, you know, I think it's something Brian deserves, almost as if it's like closure for him, because you know he's done, he did that speech where he was forced to retire, and you know it's very moving, very upsetting. Then he had his comeback, and and now it's it feels like it's the right time for him. I don't know why it just does because he he's so good still. He's so good in the ring. He's so good on the microphone. But I just feel he may get lost in the roster unless he fully, fully commits to it. And I don't think he's ever really going to do that anymore. Yeah. So I, I believe that would, this would be the perfect time for him to bow out and say, you know what, I'm done and not even go anywhere else. You know, just say that's me done. I've had a hell of a career. I've done everything I wanted to do. I've done the complete underdog story. I've bounced back from retirement and, and, career threatening injuries I've now got my family I've got you know my wife and I've done everything I want to do if he wants to do a backstage role which I mean imagine that that would be unbelievable you know you look at what Tyson Kidd is doing for the matches and stuff like that you know imagine Daniel Bryan's brain for some of that stuff would be unbelievable and priceless to WWE and something from from the outside I would love them to do and surely they'd be thinking about that themselves you know how can we use Daniel Bryan if he doesn't want to be a wrestler anymore so to speak but I think yeah, I, I, it's it's almost like a perfect ending. I think for him, you know, he's gone, he's bowed out with two unbelievable matches, a WrestleMania main event, and then losing to Roman Reigns, who right now is the highest property WWE have had for for years. So it's a shame because Daniel Bryan's Daniel Bryan, but it, it is it's also a perfect ending for me, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's incredibly well put. I I mean, there's nothing more I can really kind of add to that because I think you've nailed it there. Uh, What what I would say personally is I would like, like you said, love to see him in a backstage role, uh, sort of whether that be at the performance centre or as a producer, you know, working with the next generation of talent because, you know... Like you said, he's not going to get himself injured doing that. He's not going to get lost on the card doing that because he won't be on the card anymore. I, I think you're right. I don't think he needs to do anything else in WWE. I don't think he needs to go anywhere else away from WWE, even though he, you know, he said before there are a couple of dream matches outside of WWE that, you know, he'd love to have, but realistically, he doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need them, does he? And and it's more a case of perhaps even for him. Just now mentoring the next generation of talent because that is, I think that's surely got to be the perfect role for Daniel Bryan. And, and it's quite interesting. Would you rank him being obviously you as someone who you know watched the Attitude Era, the era after that, and you know this era as well? Is he one of the greatest WWE superstars of all time?
1: Oh, that's it's a loaded question, it's hard, it's hard one to say because. It depends how how sort of how sort you want to label it. I mean, greatest wrestler, he's up there, like as in wrestler, definitely up there, you know, top, top five sort of sort of number. But greatest WWE superstar, you know, was he ever the Rocks level, Stone Colds level, Triple H level, Edge level, even Randy Orton, John Cena level? I don't think he was ever quite that that good i think he was maybe just under them which is still remarkable when you think of wwe you know i mean being told you're not like the rock is not exactly a disrespectful comment or an insult you know i mean you've you've, there's no there's only going to be one the the rock there's only going to be one stone cold you know so i wouldn't he is one of the greatest of all time yes but he's not in the category of the greatest. You know, if you I don't think there's going to be anyone who will ever put him on a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I don't think there'll be anyone who puts him in top their top five or top ten of all time, sort of thing. Maybe personal opinion on time, because you know, Edge for me is the GOAT. No one else really will probably say that apart from Edge fans. He's he is up there, but he's not he's not sitting at the top table. Let's put it that way. I think he's I think he's he's probably just below the, the greatest of all time status.
0: No, I think that's very well put. Again, and and something I would say to maybe kind of change the you know the kind of conversation around it is he might not be the best one of the best WWE superstars of all time, but arguably he did have the greatest WrestleMania moment of all mm. time. And in sure. you know, considering he is not you know putting him on the same level as The Rock, Stone Cold, John Cena, whatever, to have that incredible moment at WrestleMania thirty. Yeah. against all odds is, you know, what more can you possibly ask for? And, you know, what more is there for Daniel Bryan to do? I don't think there's anything he needs to come back and do. And that's... Exactly
1: that. You know, it's like I say, it's, it's not an insult to him at all to say he's not at that level because he's still had one of the... He's probably had one of the most memorable careers, you know. He, 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 we're saying he might not be the greatest superstar all time, fair enough, but he's probably had one of the most memorable Um You know the Yes Movement was unbelievable. Team Hell No was fantastic for the complete opposite reason. You've got the real life heartbreak of retirement and injuries that cost him years of his career. Then you've got the comeback story. Then he wins the he wins the main belt again, and then he goes and then he maybe leaves after a WrestleMania main event. You know it, it is poetic stuff, and that's why I do think it's the perfect time for him to sort of go backstage if he wants to, or just leave it completely all together and start a new chapter in his life so yeah I mean I I wouldn't say he's one of the greatest of all time but he's definitely had a career that resembles one of the greatest of all time for sure
0: absolutely and you know he has departed you know his contract ended on on the the 30th of April I believe it was and Smackdown has gone on and Smackdown one week after Daniel Bryan left has, has produced an incredible throwback episode I know it's kind of, I think it was to do with, something to do with Fox having a NASCAR throwback weekend is the reason that that Smackdown went in the direction of, like, a go a go back throwback episode. Um, but okay. I thought it was absolutely awesome, and, you know, and it was an episode that, you know, so much nostalgia there was the, uh, you know, the big fist, the big fist <laughs> on the stage was was fantastic. The, uh, the, I think it was a 2006 Smackdown, Ruthless Aggression era intro with, with yeah. current stars. We had um, vintage kind of retro commercials that even aired in the UK obviously we, we we don't get it on Fox we get it on BT Sport and they still had time to fit the the, the retro commercials in you had Pat McAfee dressing as Vince McMahon on, on commentary which was hilarious and you know all the microphones with the old logo and stuff and I thought it was brilliant I absolutely loved it and and the main event obviously of Smackdown last week saw you know, G- Jimmy Uso returned, that wasn't, you know, that was at the start of the show and the whole kind of build up to, to the final kind of face off with Roman Reigns at the end and, and Cesaro jumping him to sort of lead us into backlash because those two were going at it uh, on Sunday night. But what, I, you know, I picked out straight away uh, from watching SmackDown and, and I messaged you about it was it seems that WWE might be planting some seeds for Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns in the near future and that is something that makes me very very happy, like I cannot wait to see if you, one if it happens uh, and two how it happens because you know they're both heel at the moment and, and as good yeah. as, as Seth Rollins is as a heel, you know he does his best work as a heel, his character for me is not quite as good as, as, it, as it has been in previous years so I would love to see him turn face and, and kind of challenge Roman Reigns for the for the universal title potentially at, at SummerSlam and and that is something that, that really excites me
1: yeah you've nailed it there and uh, it's something that we've spoken about you know Seth Rollins is better as a heel because he is that you know don't want to swear because it means you have to edit stuff but he is that sort of character that plays a heel very well you know he's when he had his bleach blonde little stripe in his hair that's when he was at his best for me I thought he was brilliant then and I thought he really carried the product for a long time then I'm not I'm not over on this messiah stuff I don't really I haven't really enjoyed it um but Seth Rollins Roman Reigns you cannot not get excited for that you know and it's SummerSlam and then maybe through even to next Wrestlemania if they wanted it because it's that good and it's that gold you know the the story that they've got, the chemistry that they've got, the the build up would be unbelievable. And I think a face Seth Rollins, if he's going to become face, has to be against a heel like Roman Reigns, where people, because I, I again, I don't think people really enjoy Rollins being a face. Um, but if if it's that against a heel Roman Reigns, that's absolutely massive, and it's something WWE will know and they can't miss out on. You know. Um, there's a few storylines that we've spoken about on previous podcasts where it felt like we missed out on, you know, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn being the prime example. Daniel Bryan and The Miz, I think they could have done so much so much bigger with that. This is something that they can't really miss out on. And, you know, if, if we had to predict a SummerSlam card today, I think that would be the first match I'd put on it straight away. And I hope it's there and I hope it's not one of those classics, oh, let's turn it into a triple threat match and throw in someone else just give us Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for half an hour and it will steal the show. So uh, I'm excited. And hopefully that happens, you know, with all due respect to Cesaro, pretty sure he's probably going to take the pin on Sunday. Hopefully then the following week, Seth Rollins steps up and we have a hell of a summer with the two of them.
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, you've nailed it there again. And, And I think as soon as Seth Rollins was drafted to Smackdown in October, in the back of my mind, I was like, "Surely, uh, at some point, it, it has—it simply has to happen." Like, there's a reason Seth Rollins was taken over to SmackDown in the first place, like because he was doing fine on Raw, and, and you know, they took they took the Mysterios and Seth Rollins and and Murphy and whoever else he was working with over, and yeah. I was like, "Well, surely something eventually is going to come of this, and and hopefully we'll, we'll get a SummerSlam program, and, and that would be really cool." And you did just yeah. mention there Cesaro and versus Roman Reigns at, at Backlash, and you know, an early prediction from you, obviously, is that well. Reigns is going to be defending that Universal Championship belt. So we may as well kind of move on and talk about Backlash now. And, you know, there are six matches confirmed. Let's do it. So let's break them down. And I think we'll start in, in my little uh, planning sheet. I'll put the the kind of top matches at the top. Sure. Actually, no, I'm, I'm not going to lie. They're all in, they're in a random order. They came off Wikipedia and, and this entire <laughs> So we'll jump between them. But let's start with... I'm going to go for Damien Priest versus The Miz in a in a Lumberjack match. And that was confirmed on Raw this week. And, you know, we love a gimmick match. It's a you do. gimmick match. You know, we don't see too many Lumberjack matches. And I think The Miz is going to be in a lot of trouble on, on Sunday night. And it's funny because Damien Priest actually, uh, in a segment on, Smack, uh, on Raw, went to Adam Pearce and said, give me Raw superstars outside the ring. Give me SmackDown superstars outside the ring. Put anybody outside the ring. So... The Miz is going to be stuck there, I think, on Sunday night, which is going to be good.
1: Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's just the perfect feud for both of them because the Miz, I think, is probably at his stage where he's now doing the Chris Jericho role. He's putting over the new talent, and he's saying, "You know, well, I've had my career. Yeah, he probably still wants to be top of the mountain, but he has to understand this is what happens in WWE. He'll be the one pushing the, the young talent, and you know, the Velveteen Dream." Versus Miz, you know, I mean, is that something they want to be looking at? Maybe, because if anyone could put you over, it's the Miz. So Damien Priest, he'll be, he'll be buzzing with the fact that he's worked promo and worked a, a package with the Miz. You know, he'll be really happy. It sets him in nicely, and it hopefully will then springboard him onto bigger things. So I think, yeah, the Lumberjack match just suits Miz's character, doesn't it? He always tries to run away. He tries to get out of things. He's not going to be able to escape. Damien Priest picks up the win feud done successfully done and they can both move on
0: absolutely and I mean I don't think I've said this before the Miz is behind Seth Rollins is my second favorite WWE superstar not just now but he has been for years like I love him so oh, I love much. the Miz and his yeah. you know like you said it's going to do exactly what you've just said it's going to put Damian Priest over much like he did at WrestleMania. Um, we're going to get a few laughs out of the lumberjack match they're always funny when you know they're just literally being launched back into the ring by about seven people Um, and (laughs) I imagine it it may even be a kind of I don't want to say a squash match but I imagine it's not going to run for very long and I think we both I mean we may as well predict as we go along I think you know who we're both going to predict and it is Damian Priest to win that one
1: correct yeah yeah, definitely. I, I think you're right. I, I don't want to call it a squash match, but I, I can't imagine it'll take up too much time.
0: Yeah, well, we'll have to see. And, and it could be a potential show opener. Or the other one that I would kind yeah. of name as a potential show opener would be the SmackDown Tag Team title match, which is the Dirty Dogs, <laughs> Dolphin <laughs> and Robert Roode. So I just want to say it like that because it's.
1: <laughs> I think you've got to say it like that when they're called you, that.
0: You've just got to say it like that versus yeah. the Mysterios. And. This is going to be a very interesting match, I think, partially okay. because there are reports that the, the Usos are, you know, their whole kind of next few months on SmackDown has been mapped out, and those next few months include winning the tag team titles. And they're not going to win the tag team titles from a face team in... Uh, sorry, they're not going to win it from a, from a heel team in, in the Dirty Dogs. They're going to have to win them from a face team, which means... You very kind true. of think that, you know, Ziggler and Rude may be dropping those titles, if not at Backlash, in the near future. But I'm very excited to see Ray and Dominic Mysterio because I don't think they've had a match together since possibly SummerSlam, if not a bit later than that. But they definitely yeah. tagged together against Rollins and-, and Murphy, I believe, didn't they? And, th- and that was, it was almost a show stealer kind of match because it was that good and yeah, very excited to see what those two are going to do on on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel so sorry for Dominic Mysterio because he was huge last year when he came and arrived and he he did everything brilliantly. You know, his his feud with Rollins and Murphy along with obviously his dad Ray was brilliant and he put on some brilliant performances and he was obviously all behind closed doors and now it almost feels like he, he sort of lost a lot of momentum with it and you know, it's, it's, it's a weird one. It feels it feels like this will be a really weird match because I don't think there's much excitement for it. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. I, it's hard to predict because I don't feel like Ziggler and Rude have done much with the titles. I almost feel like they're sort of second fiddle. Even on SmackDown, they don't really seem prominent, which is a shame because I'm a massive fan of Ziggler and always have been. I've always backed him um, and always felt he was very underrated and underutilized at his peak. Obviously, he had concussion issues, which is a problem, but that's for another day. Um, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's really weird. it's a weird match to talk about, really, because Ray and Dominic, you know, the story's there, writes itself, doesn't it? You know, father-son, I, I believe they'll be the first ever father and son tag team champions if they were to win it. Uh, so if, if we're going to do predictions, I will go the Mysterios, just because I think it just doesn't really make sense to keep it on Ziggler and Rude. And I feel like you said with what you've said about the Usos, you're not going to have Usos versus Ziggler and Rude. Are you going to have Usos against the Mysterios? So by that logic, I'm going to pick the Mysterios to win.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I think based on kind of, you know, what has been said recently, I think I'm going to have to, to go, to go Dominic and, and Ray as well. And, and you just kind of mentioned their father and son tag team against the cousins, uh, sorry, the brothers in, in Jimmy and Jay Uso. So, you know, it literally writes itself, doesn't it? Like that's I mean,
1: great, storyline, Yeah, that's great. It's,
0: it's gonna write itself, and and yeah, I think I think that's a, a good place to start would be would be a backlash, and we'll move on. We'll move up the card to let's pick up some women's action. Ray Ripley, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair in a triple oh. threat for the Raw Women's Championship. This one Jeez. is very awesome. cool. It's yeah, I'll
1: amazing. let you go first.
0: Okay, here's my thinking of this one. The way it's going at the moment on Raw, and the, the kind of preferential treatment that Charlotte's been getting from Sonia Deville, I'm thinking there's gonna be some form of interference or hijinks going on in this. A
1: tomfoolery.
0: Bit of tomfoolery. And, and you know, we like a bit of tomfoolery. We do. As much as I love Rhea Ripley, and I believe she should be holding the belt for you know many, many months, I think it would be incredibly harsh. To take the belt off her in a legitimate way this soon but I just in the back of my mind I'm thinking Sonia Deville potentially is gonna pull you know pull some strings in this match and cause I don't know a title change and and see Charlotte Flair lifting that title at, at the end of the match and again we bring in Alexa Bliss maybe would have something to do with it like you mentioned about you know the Sonia Deville kind of thing building Whether that Mm. happens, who knows? Whether, you know, Alexa and Lily get involved, I don't know. But off the top of my head, my gut is saying Charlotte Flair for this one.
1: Yeah, this one's horrible. This one's really horrible because, you know, Rhea Ripley's only just won the title and she's done nothing wrong. And like you say, it'll be harsh for her to lose the belt. But Charlotte's impact and her comeback has been huge you know her promos have been great she's she's had this feisty attitude you know that we talk about that we won't we won't broadcast our true comments <laughs> um, but she's just got this badass gimmick that you just you've just got to you've got to love and you've got to buy into you know I know Charlotte Flair gets a lot of stick online which is so unjust because she is incredible you can change her surname to Billie Smith and she'd still be one of the best on there. You know, it doesn't matter that it's flair anymore. It's gone beyond that. It's gone way beyond that. She might have got into WWE because of her surname, but she's there now because she's Charlotte, not because she's flair. She's an unbelievable performer. Her, her promos are unbelievable. And she just takes the women's division to another level. You know, when she's not there, it's a bit flat and a bit, okay, cool. You've got some you got like Bianca Blair and Sasha Banks did a really good job. Credit to them. But Charlotte Flair is is up here. You know, she's up with the with the best of the best. You know, like Tamina said, if you if you had to choose a women's Roman Reigns, is Charlotte Flair. So this one I find hard to predict. You I think you can take out Oscar straight away. I can't see a world where she is leaving as the champion, um, I'm yeah. My, my head says it's Charlotte, but I just I just I, I don't know how. So I I think you're right. There's going to be some tomfoolery. Um, there is going to be something, but I don't know if it's going to. Is it going to pay off? You know, will there be a mistaken tomfoolery, which gives Rhea Ripley defending it? I I just think. Hmm. I, if, I, if I've got my Vince McMahon hat on, it's, he's going Charlotte, isn't he? He doesn't care about, um, like, sort of, not sympathy, but he doesn't care about, you know, oh, she's only had it for a few months, let's get off a couple of weeks, whatever, let's give it, you know, he doesn't think like that. He thinks what's best for business, which is fair enough. And best for business is Charlotte Flair. Yeah. No doubt about it. The only other way I can see it is if Alexa Bliss and Lily or someone else distract Charlotte and then Rhea Ripley takes out Oscar. I can't see Charlotte taking the pin. Maybe she gets dragged out of it, and Alexa does some some sort of stuff. I mean, it's horrible, but I'm, for, for for entertainment value, I'll go different. I'll go Rhea Ripley.
0: Yeah, you know, I I, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you've nailed it. There's going to be some form of interference. I I mean, there's got to be in the way yeah. it's in the building, but whether it pays off or not and for who it pays off for it is completely open to interpretation. So I'm glad you've gone different because it's, it's like you say, you take, I think you take Oscar out of the situation as good as she is straight away. And yeah. what you said, Charlotte Flair, best for business, no doubt about it, but it just yeah. depends if you want to build that heat up even more on Charlotte and have yeah. it for a long time.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. You know, yes, yeah, she is hot and she's over. Um, but yeah, losing won't discredit that at all. So yeah, build it longer. Drag it out longer. rear versus Charlotte Summer uh, SummerSlam or add someone else in it, great. I just, yeah, I, I, I sit here, I will happily say I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte wins, but for, for entertainment value I'll go I'll go different otherwise we're going to predict the same and then I mean even though that's good for me and I'll take home the belt I mean I feel like it's a bit of a it's almost like getting disqualified on purpose
0: Champions advantage yeah. isn't it? like exactly yeah, <laughs> I could just
1: make you go first and say yeah I agree so <laughs> I will mix it up I won't play for the count out or the disqualification uh, and I'll, but just remember if, if if you win by the Charlotte call just remember why that happened
0: <laughs> it is down it is, it is written already I can see it happening yeah. Well, I'll, I'll let you go first then for the next one. Uh, okay. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Actually, no, let's not do that. Let's do, I'm going to let you go first for Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman.
1: For I was going to say, I think, I think the other two were going to be the same.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, so. this is one that can go either way, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this one's tough. And I think, again, you probably take out Braun Strowman straight away, which we said a couple of weeks ago. Big shame because, you know, I'm a massive fan of his, which we've said many times. And I think he looks great at the minute you know he's proper stacked himself up and he looks a little like the end of raw he's but also saying at the end of raw you praise him for how he looks and how he delivered that says to me he's definitely not winning you know you don't you don't have the the person who has like the the majority of the match usually loses or the person that has the majority of the feud usually loses so the fact that he's ended raw on top suggests to me he ain't winning um so that for me can take him out. And then you've got Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. And I think the main point comes back to what you said a couple of weeks ago. Why would they not give McIntyre the WrestleMania moment? Why would they do it at Backlash? So, uh, but WWE think differently to everyone else. Like They've proven that. They do think differently. They see it differently. I just still think it makes no sense to give it back to Drew at this stage. If they were going to do that, you do that when you had the fans you don't do that at the still at the Thunderdome for backlash so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go Lashley I think
0: yeah I, I mean the more you were saying it the more I think I think you could take Drew McIntyre straight out of the equation and I think uh-huh. it will be between Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman a bit like you know at the end interesting because, because like you say Braun Strowman is is very hot right now like he is getting a lot of, of camera time you know he's you know he's forced his way into the title picture that was just Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre for the last few months mm-hmm. and now I genuinely don't know I'm not sure who's going to walk out with a belt I think it makes sense for Bobby Lashley and I, and I think it, realistically it will be Bobby Lashley but I do wonder if Braun Strowman is, is going to come a lot closer than, than Drew McIntyre because at this point I'm like, I love you know we love Drew McIntyre. He's he's awesome. He's amazing. But he's been in the main event picture now for too long without winning it. And and if he was going to win it, it would have been at WrestleMania. And and I'm still I'm still actually shocked that he didn't win it at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he deserved that. And I do wonder if you know but, you know Touchwood things go back to normal in the next kind of few months and, and WWE start touring, I think that's when you bring Drew McIntyre back into the main event picture. And you can have it on Bobby Lashley, but you have the belt on Bobby Lashley or even Braun Strowman for the next kind of few months. And then send Drew away for a bit to do something else. But I'm not sure what else he could realistically do on the, you know, on, on, on the Raw roster. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to have to say and this is a boring answer because it's the same as yours. I think it's going to be Bobby Lashley. Like it, yeah. it makes more sense. Yeah. Um. It, it, but in the back of my mind, and I'm not going to commit to it. I do wonder if Braun Strowman is going to walk out with the bell. I don't know. That would be
1: it would be interesting. I'm all for it. Um. And now you've what you've been saying makes me think, yeah, actually, it could be more Braun Strowman closer than Drew McIntyre. So yeah, which is great. For, which is great. You know, we're here and we've we've given a case for all three of them when I thought there was generally going to be only the two of them. So that's given me more hope and expectation for the match. But yeah, I think I just think Lashley is the is the most is the most likely. Um, yeah, so I think we're we're safe with Lashley.
0: Yeah, I agree. It, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? And it'll be interesting to see where where all three of them go after this. But it's going to be exactly. like a, a monster bout, isn't it? You know, it's going to be three massive dudes smashing the hell out of each other for kind of 10, 15, 20 minutes. So perfect. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll enjoy that.
1: <laughs> we will, we will indeed.
0: And, and, you know, we're now kind of getting to, two, you know, probably the two biggest matches on the card, which are Bianca Belair and Bailey for the SmackDown Women's title. Again, this one, we probably don't need to discuss too much because I think there's a clear winner here in, in both our minds being Bianca Belair. As much as I loved Bailey's kind of the way she was just on the mic on, on SmackDown last week, just comparing Bianca to all these great women and, and comparing yeah. all these great women to her and saying, but they're not quite Bayley, yeah. um, is, is brilliant. She is awesome. She deserves that feud. And it's you know it's another kind of feud that you you just love it if there was like a live audience in there for you know for for the duration of it because those two are going to be you know they're great on the mic Bailey is fantastic on the mic but she's incredible in the ring as well and they are no doubt going to have a good match but I think for me it's it's got to be Bianca Belair successfully defending that belt.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, everything you've said, you know Bailey's fantastic. Uh... Her gimmick is brilliant at the minute. She's fantastic to listen to. She's amusing. and But then she backs up with uh, wrestling. Um, but yeah, Bianca Belair's the hot property right now in the women's division. You know, she's had a hell of a year so far. I'd be very surprised if they took the bell off her a backlash. Very, very surprised. So yeah, I don't think anything more needs to be said really than both go and Bianca Belair. And then again, that's another case of where do they go after, which is interesting, you know, who will Bianca Blair be feuding with into the summer and what will Bailey do? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of interesting subplots to come after this pay-per-view, I think. I mean, I don't know what our podcast schedule is. I don't know if we're coming on next week to do a review like we did for WrestleMania. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the aftermath of Raw and SmackDown with these with these feuds.
0: Yeah I think I think on the on the podcast point I think there is a conversation to have to to shift a podcast to, to the direct week after a pay-per-view and then start two weeks from that so you know yeah. and I think like you say there's so, so much can potentially come out of this this show like it, it, we we talked about Becky Lynch earlier and you, you mm-hmm. see the the raw women's title picture arguably Becky Lynch does not need to be on raw because they've got right. so much star so talent in the women's division on raw and you yeah. look at smackdown and yes it is a stacked division but you put Becky Lynch straight into that title picture and it becomes incredible. It becomes absolutely insane. And and there's a, another potential SummerSlam match of of Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. That would be absolutely incredible. Of course, we have no idea if that will happen, Um, but it would be really cool to see. But yeah, like, like you say, Bianca Belair surely, surely has to defend that belt uh, at, at WrestleMania backlash. And, and I think, you know, just to conclude our predictions, not much needs to be said about this match anyway, although we will discuss it because it's Roman Reigns. We have to discuss Roman Reigns against Cesaro in the Universal title match. Surely, surely it's got to be Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's his yard, isn't it? Um, no matter who, no, at the minute, no matter who they put against Roman Reigns, I will never back against him right now. Um, again, it's like, I say every podcast is one for another day. Who is the legit, contender you know maybe it will be seth rollins but even then i think people will probably be a little bit disappointed by that i think the, the person to you know dethrone reigns has to be big and it, as soon as they dethrone it they've got the push you know they've been given this almighty platform because roman reigns is so hot right now you know like different levels of radiation hot <laughs> how big he is it's just Every week he's dominating the headlines. Every week he's smacking promos out of the park. With now with Jimmy as well, he just he's just this gimmick which is so powerful, and you know he says so little but says so it's so convincingly and so like it's sort all of just viciously that it you just have to you have to buy into him and you have to almost levitate to him and you know, I love Cesaro. We both love Cesaro and he's, he's been wanting this moment and he's deserved this moment for so long. I think it's it's just, he will give him a good match. It will be a good match. I would not be surprised if it goes, you know, 20, 25 minutes, because Cesaro can give a good match to anyone, you know, he put me with Cesaro and he'll carry that match to being borderline watchable. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't want to take one of the uppercuts, that's for sure. I don't know how they do that without hurting themselves, but you know, Cesaro is that good. Um, so it will be a fantastic match. But yeah, you, you're a brave, brave man if you expect Cesaro to be the Universal Champion come Monday morning, that's for sure.
0: Absolutely. I think what you've kind of suggested there is it's going to be an incredible match. And I have no doubt that there are going to be a lot of near falls that are going to yeah. make it really, really tough to watch as a journalist trying to cover it.
1: When, Scar-
0: <laughs> when Roman Reigns is kicking out at two and three quarters yeah. and a bunch of times, because I can see that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to be like right, at some point, I'm going to have to have some copy ready for if Cesaro does win the Universal title, even yeah. though I don't believe it's going to happen.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: going to be, yeah. it's going to be one of those matches, and it's got to be the headline match. Every match Roman Reigns is in has to be the headline match right now, and it will yeah. be. It will be the main event. You know it will be. Yeah. Um, but it's got to be Roman Reigns, and it's still it comes back to the conversation of who is going to dethrone Roman Reigns? It could literally, at this point, the only person I think that could beat Roman Reigns is, is The Rock at this point. <laughs> if you're looking at legends, it has to be The Rock because yeah. it fits into the Bloodline storyline that they so clearly want to do. They so yeah. clearly need to do at some point. And it's going to, and you know, you can't have Roman drop the title and then come back to the title. I mean, maybe you can, who knows? But if you're looking at people that are going to beat Roman Reigns, it's going to be The Rock or it's got to be someone that they're going to strap a rocket to and push to the moon. Um, possibly someone like alistair black i don't know but that those are like two or two of the only people i can really see biggie maybe like beating roman reigns not many people and i don't think they're gonna push cesaro hard enough to beat roman reigns and and then the conversation becomes everybody is getting fed to roman reigns and some people don't like that some Mm. fans don't like seeing roman reigns win every single week but i think at this point there's just no one like Cesaro is not going to take the belt off him
1: no no I think you, sometimes you've just got to, you know I can't really remember the last title reign like big universal WWE championship title reign that lasted you know years or into years you know I mean I, when I say that I think of CM Punk's reign I think of champions who were, who were there for a long time with that belt wrapped around them I think of like Seth Rollins when he was the authority figure so I don't see what, you know, your champion should be good. Your champion should win matches because he's the best, you know. So I, I was the biggest critic of Roman Reigns a few years ago. You know, I, There was no more despondent of the Roman Reigns that we saw years ago. I remember sitting on this podcast with Alex McCarthy and criticising Roman Reigns, not specifically him and his work, but how it was how he was portrayed but now you have to portray him like that because of how he's took the gimmick and how well he's taken it on. So like you say, they're not going to give the belt to Cesaro. They will try and make you think he's going to get the belt. You know, there'll be massive uppercut swings, you know, there might even be a neutralizer, but he is not taking that belt. You know, I'd put, I'd put my mortgage on it and I've only been here for six weeks. So that'd be a disastrous decision, but I'm adamant that Rowan Reigns isn't losing this title. And I'd probably say he's probably not losing it until next WrestleMania. You know, I just cannot see a world where he's not the champion. Absolutely.
0: So no, we'll I see. 100% agree with you. you. You might even see the UFO come out like you you might. At WrestleMania, but it's not yeah. going to be bizarre that match. And no, I completely agree with you. And, and that, you know, that's completes our, our backlash predictions. So let's just run through them one more time. Uh, straight away, this is what we've gone for at backlash. Damien Priest versus a We've both gone for Damien Priest. Uh the Dirty Dogs versus Ray and Dominic Mysterio. We've gone Ray and Dominic Mysterio, the both of us. Uh, then we changed it up a little bit. The the women's w- raw women's title triple threat, we've gone different. So you've gone for Rhea Ripley and I've gone for Charlotte. So this is where the belt is going to be won or lost.
1: That's what worries me. That's what worries <laughs> me. I've been forced into that decision and
0: I don't like it. I don't know. Now I'm thinking about it more. I'm like probably going to be on on Rhea. Who knows? We will literally find out. Yeah, uh, really. And then then we've got Bianca Belair versus Bailey. We've both gone for Bianca Belair. Uh, and the men's triple threat WWE Championship match. We have both gone Bobby Lashley. And finally, the Universal Title match has a Roman Reigns win written all over it. So yeah. that's it. I think we you know we can we can wrap. We're done. That's We're us. Done another in the books but like you mentioned earlier i think there's value in us jumping on next week to discuss all the fallout from wrestlemania backlash because there will be a lot of it yeah i think we'll, we'll reconvene in a couple of couple of days time after after sunday and uh we will break down everything that happened at backlash and hopefully I mean, here's a little little. Haven't I haven't to- told you yet, actually, have I? We've got um, a couple of NXT UK interviews lined up, in person interviews. No in way. Bradford in London the on Fletch. this Friday. So I'll be going, wow. to be chatting to a few of the biggest superstars in NXT UK. Love hopefully, that. we're going to do some fun things with them, and hopefully, we'll be able to feature them on next week's podcast. But we will be back to discuss WrestleMania Backlash in a couple of days time is there anything you want to wrap up with
1: no otherwise, no just good luck i hope i hope i retain you know I, I i could looking at it i could have just gone charlotte and i'd have retained already and the next podcast would have been mute but <laughs> you know i'm sticking by ria hopefully she gets the job done um no yeah, it should be a good pay for you know now we've discussed it you know i think i it makes me more excited by it I, there, there could be some really good matches and, yeah, it's going to be close, isn't it? It's going to be, well, we're one, one result out. We we'll either get them all, all wrong or we'll get them all right and one person will get them all right and one person will get them the one wrong. So it'll be a close finish, that's for
0: sure. Absolutely. No, I think, like you say, it's going to be a, a really interesting pay-per-view. And, and for a pay-per-view that comes just less than, you know, just over a month after WrestleMania, it's going to be a good watch. So we will no doubt have a lot to discuss in a couple of days' time. And we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Indeed.